I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is The Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1,975. Today we're talking about The Land Academy. Well, here's a the first topic. It's Jill's uh, topic, and I love it. The Land Academy Casino. And a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk about the number one question this week in Career Path. Exactly. Every time you say 1,900 or whatever, I go, yeah, I feel it. <laughs> Almost 2,000 episodes we've had. It's pretty amazing. You know, it's funny. I'm going to ask someone that next time because I, sometimes I'm on the phone with you and you know that. And I'll, and I'll have people say, oh, I've listened to them all. I'm going to go. I know. 1,970, you know, whatever of them. My favorite is yeah. uh, we've listened to you at times two for, uh, you know, yes. a month straight. And now we have Can to listen talk to you. faster? Now we have to listen to your Southern Georgia slowness. <laughs> which neither which is like from, on a thursday call right exactly yeah. <laughs> that's good each week on the show we answer questions from our land academy uh, member discard uh, discord <laughs> forum discard. <laughs> i like that <laughs> we review land acquisitions from our weekly member webinars and we take a deep dive into two land related topics by popular request if you want a sneak peek of what goes on in real time in our discord forum go to landacademy.com it's free Oh, and by the way, if you want us to answer your question here, or you just want some help getting involved with our community, you can easily text us at 480-530-7383 or send a note to my team via support at landacademy.com. Now let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community I just mentioned. If you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com, it's free. So Greg wrote, I'm purchasing a property through an estate. I got a signed purchase agreement back from the attorney of the estate of the deceased. Sounds like probate is open and there is a short certificate showing authority to conduct business of the deceased as a deceased. The property owner died out of state. My attorney is telling the seller Hold, please. There we go. My attorney is telling me that the seller needs to open an ancillary estate where probate is located and wait until that ancillary estate is closed before buying it. There's a risk if they don't open and close the ancillary estate that there will be a cloud on the title. Does this sound right to anyone? I'd love to know who has, how many people piped in on this or if they kind of A lot. Like, oh, I was going to say mic drop. I'm out. Like, so, uh, what? A lot. Did. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, this is not the most interesting question there ever was. True. I can, I have a lot of choices. There's probably 20, 30, 40, you know, publishable questions that go on in Discord every time I sit down to do this each week. There's way more actual questions than that. I chose this for a reason. There's this concept out there of I'm doing business. I have an LLC in the state of, let's say it's Arizona, because that's us. And I'm buying a property in Tennessee. And so this question, it's a, not even so much a question anymore. It's just a, an underlying theme of how do I treat this from a tax standpoint in Tennessee? How do I treat this probate situation where it's, you know, the estate's actually in California, the property's in Tennessee, I own a company in Arizona, I'm trying to buy the land. What do I do? In general, and this is, can answer, and this is what most people said, this all gets treated in the state where your LLC is. There's some quirks, the vast majority of weird, strange quirks from a state by state by state rule standpoint come out of California. 
and that's just how it is. There's just generally more rules there than there are uh, in most other states. So probate rules are governed, all of them, by the state in which the, the person dies and files their uh, probate, uh, files for probate to get all this, that property liquidated in, into the hands of their heirs and along the way, depending on how it's structured, taxed. In this specific case, it completely and totally matters about where it's, uh, it's being probated. Probate, probates themselves almost never get questioned, never get audited, and so there's a lot of different ways to do it. So be very, very leery and ask a lot of questions and do a lot of research about what attorneys are telling you. Because my experience uh, with attorneys, and I'm, I'm sure Joel will say the same thing, is they have to be managed just like everything else, just like a title agent and a real estate agent and, and on and on and on. I have not come across, and I would love your opinion on this, liquidating an estate from a probate standpoint where you've had to do it if, if, if the estate is in Oregon and the properties were in any other state. I don't, you don't deal with any of the states. You know what's interesting is... Um, most of my, I'm not getting that involved in the in the situation. It's kind of like I I'm try, I'm I'm putting it on the seller to make sure that they have it buttoned up so they can sell me the property. That's kind yeah. of it for and and especially in a situation like this where it's open and happening, they have an attorney. I would, you know, my right. my answer kind of is, you know what, we have an agreement now, but you're just not you're not ready to sell it to me yet. Call me when it's done. Do do we really need to bring in my attorney now and get that involved in this? Heck, no. Because once maybe it's going to take ninety days for this all to be done and get it in this person's name, kind of thing. Uh, that, that's what really needs to happen. I don't want to do the where they have the, even though they have a quote unquote, um, uh, like a power of attorney or whatever the document is that they referred to, that they can act as the person even though they're dead and it's not quite done yet. That 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 too tells me is scary and could be a cloud in the title, you know, until it's done. Let's get it out of your grandpa's name into your name, whatever it is. And then we'll do the deal and I'll make it really fast. She's absolutely right. There's, there's just too many instances in my professional career where people say comments like this. Well, my attorney's saying he would open an ancillary estate where the property is located. I've never heard that phrase in my life. Right. So I'm very, and I'm, thank you for asking this because mm -hmm. I think everybody needs to be aware of it. Uh, I've just never heard that phrase, ancillary estate. Mm -hmm. And I bet you they don't know what this is either. Mm -hmm. uh, they're either. It's I, I just, everybody. you know, this could be, and, but I could be totally wrong. This could be in Vermont or something, and it's very specific, and and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I doubt it. Yeah. You and just, then how this clouds the title, I. I it's a scary, that, I can't even that takes me down further down this. Oh my gosh. What the heck are you talking about? Clouding the title, you you're an heir to an estate, and the property's in the in the in, in the estate. So this is a, a but if it's not this is very complicated. This is complicating something. Jill, Jill just said it perfectly. Get the estate done. Get it in your name. So we, I look on the gene, uh, the deed, and it doesn't say trust or it doesn't say grandpa. It says John Smith. Mm -hmm. And it's all and then, over and, with. And then you buy buy it from John Smith. Yeah, that's. I also bring this up uh, and very quickly, and I'll close on this with this topic: is that if you're going to buy and sell land 
with any regularity. Estates are something you're going to have to, you need to uh, at least just familiarize yourself. I'm not saying take a class or go out on the internet or check it all out, but expect that people are going to call you back and say, yeah, my, my father just died. I got 19 properties. This happens to us all the yeah. time. And I'm holding the will. I got 19 <laughs> properties and uh, I would love to sell them to you for the price that you offered. And, wow. But I've got to do fill in the blank, which is what this person's going through. And uh, don't walk away from it. Some of the best deals that we've ever done have been from heirs. I would just, you know, if anything at this point, I would be staying in touch with a person, calling them probably every two weeks to say, how's it going? I put that money aside in my, in my account. So the minute you tell me ready to go, I will, we will get this done. Mm -hmm. I have title ready to go. Uh, and I can do it in 10 days. You know, it's interesting, Joe, how much times have changed because there was a time where we would close people's estates out. Some, yeah, we would really help. You know what Joe would say to this right now? Have a nice life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Joe and I have kind of, I don't know if it's cynicism or age or any of that, but we've just kind of refined this to the point where we probably do 15 to 20, maybe 25 deals a year, really good deals, you know, well, and they're not hard. It's when you take a step back and you really think about it, like, um, and, 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 and you put the pieces in place. Like you start the mail uh, avalanche, if you will, and you never take your foot off the gas, you, you like we do, you never have to think about these things. Yeah. You're not scrambling for a deal. You got five more that you could close right now. Sure, maybe the profit on those five, you know, are equal to this one. You know, maybe, in it, I doubt it, but you know, you have several, I still would take the five easy ones, move on and, and keep this guy in the loop. I'll come back, I'll keep checking on you because no one else is gonna understand it too or figure it out. So we'll, and we'll get it done eventually. Fine. Today's first topic, the Land Academy Casino. Jill came up with this today while we were uh, brainstorming on topics, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. Okay. So this is a result of what I've been thinking about and talking about a lot this week. This week we had the advanced call, which we do once a month, and we also had the Land Academy ladies call, which we do once a month. I'm going to give a little plug. I'm the only one that has a land academy, a land investment ladies group, period. So if you want to be involved in it, send a note to support at landacademy.com. Okay, now I got that out of the way. <laughs> but the whole thing is, I was I wanted to talk to everybody about um, how long it takes. My topic today in the lady or this week in the ladies group was how long does it take to get successful? How long does it take to make money in this business? And and I, so I really wanted, we had a good discussion about that. And, and I have some notes here too that I'm gonna share with you. So I guess let me start, let me start with that. So when you're, and then I'll tell you where my casino comment comes in. <laughs> I, knew, I knew what you meant. The second you, the phrase came out of your mouth, I said, I know exactly what you mean and that's the title. I'm mad, I'm mad about it. Everybody, want, everybody wants a casino, but we're not realistic. <laughs> no, everybody wants to win at the casino. That's the point. On the first pull. That's it, okay, so let's, okay, we'll start there. Here's the thing, everybody, people come into Land Academy like, oh, I heard so-and-so, I'm here because my buddy talked about it, or I read this, or I saw that, and, 
all I gotta do is put in $10,000 and pull this and stand and sign a deed, right? And I, my 10,000 is 30. 20 or 30, yeah. Yeah, and then I could just do it over and over and over again, yeah. right? That's why I'm here. I'm gonna walk in and win every time and it's not that hard and anybody can do it and I need no money. I love this. Oh my gosh, and I'm so um, frustrated that, who, well, what company can you think that you can't go buy a you know a Domino's franchise and go? I'm gonna be the only guy. I'm gonna be the first guy that's gonna bring home a million dollars, and everybody else makes like sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a year running their own Domino's. I'm gonna bring in a million. I got this. Well, we, Jim's Jill's description yeah. turns into a rant. Mm -hmm. Please keep this in mind, listener. Yeah. <laughs> that Jill and I started Land Academy in 2014 and we've been buying and selling land since the 90s. And never in all that time, especially since we've owned Land Academy, has the Land Academy casino ever been a topic. Yeah. It's, we've only, people have come to us and, and said for years and years and years, I understand this is complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. I also understand if uh, we work through them or I work through them, take personal responsibility for this, then when I come out of the other side, I'm gonna be making just a ton of money. So something happened very recently. I think I know what it is. And Jill's, I know. But Jill's going to describe it. I, I, didn't, I don't mean to mindset. interrupt you. No, I just think it's a mindset right now. People are people think, or it's I think because they're out there. You know, you you see people on social media, and you know, fill in the blank show or whatever. You're like, oh, this isn't that how this goes? No, hold on a moment. So here are my notes that uh, what I talked about. I took a deep dive on this. I personally and then within our group this what land academy is and everything that we're doing is showing you how to make a company your own company like my company is it an overnight thing heck no <laughs> it is not and and you need to think about it like that and you know I actually here's why I, I one of the reasons coming up right now is because We've had some staffing changes and I'm really helping out the team a lot right now. And I'm I'm working with people that are coming into Land Academy and leaving in less than a year. You know, not a lot, but they're not giving it a fair shake, even under two years. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, I gave it six months. That's nothing. Did you give college six months? And said, nah, not for me. I, you know, and I did that, did you give that six months? I gave, did you give marriage six months give, one time. There you go, that's, now that's different. <laughs> but did you give child raising six months? Oh, you know what, I can't get them sleeping, I can't get their sleeping pattern down. I'm, I guess I'm not cut out for this. No, six months is not enough. You need to really think about this. Like this is, I'm gonna argue, when you start your own land investment company, you are doing a startup. You need to think about it like that. And guess what, folks? How long do you think startups take? Well, according to FreshBooks, two to three years to become profitable. And then I have, if you want my stuff and my links, send my team a note and I'll give them to you. LinkedIn said article, I, went, I dug in here. Three to four years is a standard estimation on how long it takes a business to be profitable. Startups.com. The short answer is, these are all quotes, by the way. Short answer is it takes at least four years. 
I don't um, think it takes four years, but okay. But I think it takes two. Hold on a moment. Inc.com, it takes at least a year to yeah. turn random growth into profitable, scalable growth. That's good. I like that. Uh-huh. Yahoo Finance. The average business doesn't become profitable for two to three years. Then I got to... Julie, you did research. I did. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Then I went to Forbes. I found a good Forbes article. I'm like, I want somebody even bigger than these guys. So in Forbes, um, it was very interesting. There was a great article, and you're going to love where this goes here, um, where they asked, um, let me just read this quote. Now for the million-dollar question. From a base of 100,000 successful entrepreneurs with businesses running for a minimum of a year, this person, Westwood, successfully called 10,000 responses. His biggest ask, which will serve as a genesis of the book he's now writing, was the top personality characteristics oh, that had helped this. them succeed. I love this, Jill. And then in order priority, they are, so here's the whole thing. This is not a casino. You cannot, <laughs> one year is not enough to see if you can get to really make this go. Um, and then what kind of people really do succeed at it. This is brilliant. And here's the top order priority. Number one, vision. Number two, resilience and persistence. Number three, amazingly strong work ethic. Number four, passion. And number five, positive attitude. And in quotes, he put uh, an attitude, or in parentheses, an attitude that is almost stupidly positive Mm -hmm. at times, he relays, as in believing in positive outcomes against all possible odds. End of parentheses, end of quotes. So I, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about this with you. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this with you listening and watching because this is not a casino. You're not going to walk in and ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. This takes work, everyone. This, um, and that's why, let me finish for sure, a second sure. here. That's why we're here. Um, one of the things that you have that that's not listed here and when you're starting your own business is you have us you have a blueprint and you have support think about that i tell people all the time on the phones look if you ask we'll help you i'm not going to guess i'm not going to know but if you come forward we'll help you are you really there to answer jill heck yeah have you been in discord lately have you been on the Thursday calls? I mean, it's us. We're right here. What do you need? What, what, what problems do you have? Because we can do it, and we'll help get you through them. We have one-on-one consulting available. We have our ladies groups. Our, our. We have all kinds of stuff. We have career path and and our Land Academy Pro product. There's, it's amazing. So, my last thing I want to say is about this whole topic too. I thought was really interesting. Things that are not listed that you need to be successful oh, here. Oh, good. Is this by Jill's opinion? My opinion. Excellent. You know what's interesting about that that no one talks about that's not listed? Excel skills. You can overcome that stuff. Negotiating talent, talking like me. You can work around that. You can hire people to do that stuff. Those are things that can be can be solved. My end quote or my end comment when my, my uh, call the other day with the ladies was congratulations. If you are been with Land Academy for over a year, maybe you're in year two to year five, and you're now getting traction, I said congratulations. 
your normal. What, you know, what kind of money they're making. I don't care what they're making, just making money. They're making a ridiculous amount of money. Some are. But next wait a minute. Top, we're not going to get into the next that's topic. That's what I want to say, though. This is a casino chat. I don't want people to get a big head here. Come on. If you're making an extra, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say if you're making an extra five grand a month, that's 60,000. Is that right? Yeah, 60,000 a year. That's something to sneeze at. That's very, very attainable and realistic. So I, I don't want to, I don't want people to feel bad or like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Come on, knock it off. You're doing great. And if you know how to do five grand a month, then you know how to do 10 grand a month kind of thing. You know how to do a little tweak. And that's a lot of what we are doing in career path right now. Those little tweaks. So the internet is packed full of lists. The top five traits that people have to become successful. Packed. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's uh, to the point where it's I every, I click on every single one of them. Maybe it's probably why I, I think it's packed because they send me more. And I chuckle to myself almost every time because it's all sugar-coated constantly. Here's the non-sugar-coated traits that you need to really succeed at making a ton of money. Maybe this is a could be a whole additional show. You need to do you need to be so obsessed with whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish business-wise that it makes you stupid? It makes you, you could be failing for a year doing some stuff that's all wrong and you're so obsessed with it, you just continue to do it. You know, I, it's a cross between having some version of light Asperger syndrome and um, Emotion, lack of emotion, like physiologically having no emotion, where you are talking to people on the phone the way Jill does, in 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 a repetitive manner, until you buy some property. You, just, you don't know any different. And so, if you ask people why they're successful, if I, all the people I've ever asked who have built something or bought something and made it amazing, and I and you ask them, what well, you know. Did you learn this? I mean, did somebody teach you this when you were four years old? What's the real secret? What's the secret sauce? And they will all squarely look at you and say, I don't know. And that's the answer. I don't know why I'm successful at this. Career path is packed. Every single time we do a career path, we're in week number three now of career path of eight weeks. And it's packed full of people who are um, unsatisfied with the fact that they're making a lot of money doing this. And we're going to talk about this in a minute unsatisfied with they're unsatisfied by their own personal performance and by any else's measure including including us the creators of career path would be happy with that but they're not going to stop we have all levels though let me i want to add no we we have very few people in career path that really get it that are just starting out there's some that are that are not making crazy money but they have the right attitude all right well they wouldn't because they show up they're there they're trying the reason that, you know, what I alluded to right in the beginning, uh, and geez, I couldn't agree more with what everything you said here, Jill, which is kind of unusual for us because we don't agree on this a lot. Uh, the reason that this is happening now is because there's an unrealistic expectation that is is an overcurrent on the internet. It's an unrealistic expectation of um, making a ridiculous amount of money. And it, it, it's a direct result, in my opinion, of all this is the garbage uh, that's on the internet about how successful you can be, how fast it, it, it is, how easy it is. And, uh, you know, and it's all wrapped up, always wrapped up in um, fast cars and, and easy, just easy. 
you know that the whole notion of uh flipping the hundred dollar bills on a stage off to the people in the audience is just i don't know when that caught on but it's it, it seems like it's bled in now to um, some aspects of land academy in the last probably 12 to 18 months like i've never seen it and i think it's a direct result also there are some very young people that have gotten into their former land academy members that have gone out uh taken the content that we, jill and i have created uh, taken you know decades yeah. all this gray hair is a result of that since 90s or mid 90s so there's some people that are, are yeah. and they're making this easy and and so those or people the people who are to join those groups i yeah. geez i can't list the no, probably half of the people that are in land academy have joined those groups mm -hmm. without satisfaction and come to us and said what the hell was that because that's just not we're not here to get a ferrari we're here to make an extra thirty thousand bucks a month mm -hmm. so if this sounds like a rant it is we we are more and more and more our customer service um is is the people that are internally running customer service in our group are trying having to figure out why uh they're trying to figure out the question why doesn't this work for me you when mean the, the members or us the our staff? customer service staff is having to deal with this just isn't working for me our members yeah I'm, and that's that's my point is i just want everyone to know that you're not going to be here for six months <laughs> and go well that didn't work so that's on you here's the good if news you here for six months <laughs> you don't show up you don't try you don't reach out you're not doing this stuff you're not getting mail out that's on you here's a great I, you know what i was going to say that no i am going to say it because I was going to save it for later, but I grew up in an environment, and I know Jill did too, where if I came home uh, as a young, as a child, and I said, you know, Johnny was picking on me, or my uh, math teacher's an, an idiot, or just fill in the blank, I got run over in football practice today. You know what my parents' response was? Yeah, you should do something differently uh, tomorrow so that that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, that now is who I am. If something's going wrong, I'm going to change it. I know that's, that Jill wakes up in the morning like that. And so I, there's a, a, a sentiment out there. It seems to have made its way into Land Academy, which is unusual. If this doesn't work for me, and what you should be saying is what Jill just said. What am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? You should doing? be looking inside, not yeah, outside. Exactly. Be because I will tell you this, for the record, and I've said this to you, you know, once in a while, members get to my desk. And I say this sentence to them every time, congratulations. Of the 1,500 or so Land Academy members that we've ever had, we certainly don't have that many now because a lot of people succeed and move on, the vast majority. You are in the uh, less th in the 99th percentile of the people who couldn't make this work. So, you know, the only thing I want to add at the end, it's kind of funny. I just noticed you're like, this is a great topic, Jill. You know, we can end up like, I love that you brought this up. You know why he likes this, everyone? Because I brought quotes and I did data. I, because I can sit here and I have five articles and they're referenced here and I have direct quotes with the website links. Then he have, he likes that. He's happy. <laughs> Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Do this deal, Wisconsin, St. Croix County. Purchase price, nice. $189,966.75. Uh, thanks. Comps are scarce for this size. 90 acres. But mine, but less than eight miles away. 
in New Richmond, a smaller property sold for $379,000, which is about $4,700 an acre about a month ago. There are also two parcels um, on the market in that area that are north of $1.5 million mm-hmm. and one 80-acre parcel under contract for $680,000. Okay, this is 92 acres. Got it. Um, we'll seek educated opinions from brokers in the area. My first thoughts are to bring this to market at approximately five hundred thousand dollars in hopes of a quicker sale. Uh, we've got access noted, uh, alive. Yep. Two of the four owners live in Germany. This is a producing farm. The seller advised that the property is leased being leased by a farmer through December, 2023, uh, because the property is actually producing, I just want to scroll this down here. Please make sure I get all this. I would like to value this as a commercial property using a basic NOI cap rate calculation. I intend to review the farmer's lease in the due diligence if we move forward. Do you agree with this method of valuation here? Clearly, we do not want to overpay at this price point. The two U.S.-based sellers live in New York, and I believe this was intended inherited by one of one of the wives as he did not seem at all attached to the property and didn't seem to know a ton about the area. Also, we'll definitely be interested in funder if this pencils out as a workable deal. I have no trouble with that part. Me either. Yeah. So I love, you know, I love your approach to this, Evan. Uh, You almost answered pretty much all of your own questions. Would I analyze it on a cap rate? Yeah, but it wouldn't be the end all. You know, the end all for like, let's say an apartment building or an office building or, or industrial is capitalization rate period. It's a little bit more complicated, but usually in your favor uh, as a new owner for ag- for currently for, for property that's being leased as agricultural property. So yeah, get the lease, mm-hmm. calculate the cap rate. That's real easy. Don't expect anything like a 14 cap or an 18 cap. Although if that happens, that's, that'd be amazing. What I would do instead is do a bunch of research on what property sells for. active agricultural property in this zip code slash county there's places all over that Mm -hmm. and see if it falls but i don't even need to go on zillow that's how well this question was put together Mm -hmm. would you do this deal was put together you already got all the comps it looks amazing to me if you get a cap rate anywhere north of 10 the existing lease rate and it's still you know there's no reason that this the person who's farming this or the person if this person falls out that somebody else wouldn't pick off where they left off We'll fund it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good Great. job. It has all the A's. I know. It has. Hey, if you want information uh, and you're brand new at this and you've actually stuck around this far in this episode, go to landacademy.com and download the ebook. It's free. It's uh, packed full of a couple of initial stories that got me started in this business. And then it's kind of a blueprint slash outline of, uh, of how buying a piece of land and selling it for more works manifests itself. Yeah. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Kathy wrote, my husband and I just joined. He is a has a 20-year background in land development. We've been licensed realtors for over 13 years. He is licensed as a GC and now, uh, and we've done wholesaling with houses as our background. So while we are new to land flipping, this is in our first rodeo, we're trying to decide what price point we want to target. What are the pros and cons of the different price points? Any advice 
would be appreciated. Was this in the career path uh, area or this is um, in the general I'm not sure. area? Uh, but I, but I, before you answer this, because uh -huh. I think it'd be a great one for you to answer, uh -huh. I have to say all the banter and the ranting that we did on that last question. Mm -hmm. Do you think these two people are going to succeed? Oh my God. Well, they already have. They, and they know this is one more thing for them. This is my point. Mm -hmm. If he's been to, in land development for 20 years, mm -hmm. they both have been real estate agents for mm -hmm. 13. He's a GC and they flipped a bunch of houses. Mm -hmm. They, they don't know, know how to give up. True. They don't know how to throw in the towel. They're just going to add this to their already successful lives. You know what's funny about this? If this, this is you, <laughs> I really want to be clear about this because uh, Jill and I are, if you can't tell, are starting to lose patience a little bit. <laughs> With, we're losing patience with about 5% of our Land Academy members. If this are, describes you, given up. <laughs> you, Kathy S. and her husband, if this is some version of you that you've yeah. succeeded at some stuff and you have some life experience and some failures and successes and you can look at the mirror and laugh about it and say, you know what, we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Join Land Academy. If you're brand new and you're the opposite of this and believe that the world is, uh, is your enemy, and that people are out to get you and you can't um, figure out 16 minus four, this is not for you. Are you done now? Yep. Okay. Are we done with the rants for today? Yep. No, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, there's more. It's rant day. Oh, it's a good day for Jeff. <laughs> great. Okay. So back to the question. You know what's great? I was going to say about Kathy and her husband, and I know because I've talked to her, um, talked to both of them, is... Uh, this product type, they've done so many things that are way more difficult and time consuming. And I'm like, oh, Kathy, just wait. When you get in and see what we're doing here and what's going on, you might start dropping some of those other things because, you know, renovating a house, you can't do that from an RV or the back of a boat. You know, doing a subdivision, I'm going to argue that one's even harder too. And there's so many things that just take so much time versus buy a property sell the property it's pretty nice so anyway about the different price points you know it's it's i haven't used this in a while but it's kind of like flying a plane you know the the smaller the 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 plane the the more work you have to do when you're in a big jet you know on the and and all that the equipment there's a lot of like little cessna no autopilot you know 757 Autopilot, and it's so. It's, there's a lot of things that are that are different in that respects. First of all, but the main thing to me is like the customers that you're dealing with. When you're talking to someone buying a property for ten thousand dollars, that's a lot for m most of those people. It's a big deal, and they have a lot of a lot of questions. Right? You bought it for three, you're selling it for ten. That's a that's a tougher one. You can't get a broker involved usually because they're not excited about it. Because what's their commission? Maybe a thousand dollars if they're lucky, you know. So they're not going to really want to do it. So you're doing it. You're taking the. You're taking the calls and having to answer all the questions, and it's a very different customer versus the property that you bought for thirty-two thousand that you're selling for a hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, now it's a different customer. That guy's—he's—he's he's way into this, and and you're not taking those calls. Also, by the way, at that level, a lot of those, a you can get a broker involved, like I do. I don't want to take those calls, and and some of them they just expect it. There's a price point where yeah. that uh, like a I, we talked about this the other day on a on a call. 
if you're selling a $300,000 commercial property, it would be weird to be for sale by owner. You know, those buyers mm-hmm. don't really, I don't think they would take you even seriously. They want to talk to your broker. They want to mm-hmm. see the broker's opinion. They want to see the traffic count. Well, the broker may have, even, that may have even brought the buyer in. That it, too. And so it works for you all the way around. Totally. So it's kind of like that. So, and at the end of the day, when I, I mean, keep in mind, who am I to say? I only have a couple thousand transactions that I can relate to, but in in the multiple thousands of deals that that I've done and we've done together, um, I'm in the, I'm almost spending the same amount of time, you know. So why would I that? Gee, if it's gonna take me, you know, let's just say four hours of my time total, right, start to finish, to close a deal to make seven grand versus the same four hours to make 70 70. grand? Hmm. All right. Maybe it takes five hours. I don't know why it would. I think it would be easier. Probably two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's back up. In the six hours, it took me, oh, so wait a minute. In the six to 10 hours total I spent to make seven grand, because don't forget, I took all the phone calls. This is a good topic, because whole separate topic, this would be funny. Versus the hour and a half total out of my life to make 70 grand, that's your answer. So, <laughs> in the spirit of the ranting that we've done so far in this episode, yeah, it occurred to me that maybe we sound, make this sound too easy and it's not attracting the right people. Mm. So when Jill says it takes four or five hours to make $70,000, that's because you have an amazing dynamic personality on the phone. And the vast majority of people that answered the phone when the seller called, they didn't turn it into a deal. But you, because you have a lot of experience, like uh, Kathy and her husband, uh, turned it into into a real estate deal because you have some experience and know how to talk to a seller. You know what really was going on? The reason I can say, what do you mean this time and this time? Here's the reason why a $70,000 deal took me an hour and a half of my time. Because Pat Live answered the phone and I have a transaction coordinator. <laughs> and Jill's been in the business more than two years. Mm-hmm. And I have amazing, I know how to pick an amazing uh, agent to sell it. And she doesn't have to worry about sending out the mail because her partner does it. Well, and even that so we have I'm, I'm trying data. to be real honest here instead of yeah. saying, oh yeah, 70,000 bucks, two hours. But, but if you if you understand it and you follow our steps, you could do that too. I mean, of that's, course. that's the bottom line. Every last answer yeah. to every question that you have. If we can do it, to, you can do it. How to get to making 70 grand and it takes you two or four hours. Mm-hmm. Every answer yeah. we have them all, but it's gonna take you, depending on where you're coming to this in life, True. it might take you a couple of years to get there. It might take you a couple of months. You might never get there. That's for you to decide. Thank you. Usually she gets all over me about like, God, you're really being negative. Not today. (laughs) Today's second topic is called the number one question this week in career path. Jill and I have, uh, we don't know what the number, I know what I think the number one question is and Jill has an idea. And so we're going to secretly, not secretly, we're going to, I'm going to describe mine. She's going to describe hers and we're gonna, we'll talk about it. Maybe me, they're the same thing. We're in, let me back up here. We're in week two of eight of Career Path. Career Path is our highest level personal 
coaching, if you will, with us. It's a group, um, and and uh, we didn't. I like I wouldn't. I didn't write down all the questions, but we both sat and thought about it and said, "All right, what do you, what what do you?" So out of week one, and now we're in week two. So this is really week two. What came out of that? So the, the it's a very uh, common theme to in week two to find out why everybody's really there, mm-hmm. and they're all there uh, for different reasons. Most of them are there because they're very successful and they want to be more successful. Some people are there because they have the very conducive personality to succeed at this, but they're just starting out. That happens, totally happens, just like Kathy and, and her husband. Done a lot of stuff, amazing stuff in life, but ha- are going to take a crack at flipping land now, which I we, we love. I love in, involving people like. That that but there's a theme that's happened uh and not just with this career path but with just about every career path we've ever instructed that goes something like this i've been doing this for a few years the first year i did this this and this and it generated about 1.2 million dollars the second year i did the same thing this this and this it generated about 2.3 and then this most recent year, I did this, this, and this, the same things, and I'm back to 1.2. I keep doing the same thing, but I get different results. To which I say, like the Marines say, what ever happened to adapt and overcome? If you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, you've all heard the, uh, the cliche, you know what that definition is. And so you have to adapt and overcome. And this is uh, the number one question is, what am I doing wrong? And the fact is, you're not doing anything wrong. You're experiencing a startup. You're experiencing owning a business. And I mean, if you don't think that people who own convenience stores, manufacturing companies, and any type of service business or any business have to change their stuff all the time, uh, release new products, whatever depends on the type of, pro- of put stuff on shelves a different way. Um, maybe when it's really slow, reach out to your best customers, give them a great, amazing discount or create a new product for them where it becomes a subscription base where you can get by all the potato chips you want for $150 every month or some version so changes in your business whatever you own have to happen you have to freshen stuff up all the time you cannot do the same thing mail the same county over and over and over again mail the same 14 fill in the blanks over and over and over again expect to make the exact same amount of money or expect it to go up you got to try new stuff Mm-hmm. So I took it as I was thinking about the question. So it's, my answer is kind of similar to yours. My answer is the group, most people in the group are saying, what exactly do I need to do to hit X goal? And for everyone, it's different. That's over there. And I think, honestly, it's kind of interesting with this group. I've already picked up on several things. Um, in week one with you all, as you're giving us your introductions and you're sharing a little bit about you know, your experience, which is nice because now we have a couple years of career path too. I'm like, uh, and not just a couple years of what I've been doing, but helping people at this level. And now I can go, got it. Like I could pick up on it pretty fast for many of you. And throughout these next um, seven weeks, we're still, we still are, we're in week two here. So six and a half weeks, we're 
we're going to help you see the light and and give you those answers yeah, yeah for sure so that's and for some people like uh what came out of that this week was simply uh my part two was the biggest question just trolling for those bigger deals like hey i've got this i got this i got that i got that i just need those deals awesome so that's what we're tackling so that's kind of how career path is one by one we're just going through all of it to help everybody understand my business i said when i started this buying and selling land it was in the, the very early stages of the internet uh, as it relates to e-commerce and so i was um i didn't have any choice but to travel around the country going to tax deed sales so you'd sit in a county small packed in county when a guy had a gavel in the front and they would auction off back tax property i would buy it put them out on ebay and sell them my rule was never pay more than a hundred dollars an acre and I did it all over the Southwest for years and years and years. I was unattached uh, from a, a relationship standpoint, certainly didn't have any kids or any real responsibilities, so I could do that. What we do now is about, I don't know, 20 deals a year, maybe 25. We don't Not counting almost, deal funding. <laughs> now, almost ever make, yeah. uh, buy, make a decision to buy a piece of property where we're not gonna net 100 grand. That's kind of our rule. And so now I went from doing 8,000 deals a year, auctioning them off on eBay. This is way back in the 90s. And then I went through, I don't know, 20 business changes between then and now. And two years from now, I can tell you right now, it's not gonna, our land buying and selling operation won't look anything like it is does now because we adapt and overcome and things change. There are, for whatever reason, every Thursday I call, we, um, we, you know, we do, would you do this deal? And it's just a ridiculous amount of entries go on in North Carolina. I don't know why. I just think that it's just built itself into this send mail to North Carolina. And so I hope for the sake of the people that are constantly mailing North Carolina, expecting the same thing. I hope for them that they learn quickly that they need to change their business model or they're not their business model, but adapt and overcome. Is that it, Joe? Yeah. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Same county, Pershing County, North Carolina. Um, lots similar shape have homes built on them. Okay, that's adjacent. That's good. Oh, we have access here. This is please. sweet. I love these. Can I show you why? Let's see slope, though. Two properties next to each other. Yeah. All of these have something on it. Great. I'm liking this guy and these and this. Oh, I like this a lot. Okay. So this is crazy easy to value mm -hmm. because you can see what those houses are worth and that's the use for it. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And you're right, Lewis. The first, the first thought is, yeah, see if they'll give you access. If that's a good, that's a good point in the letter that you write, Adrian, would you a grant me access B you want to buy it? Because this could be, you know, the extension of your backyard. Yeah. Or someone's going to be traipsing through. <laughs> yeah. Sell it to an adjacent owner. Yeah. Actually, it, one of the owners is a fire department, so the city might buy it for mm. some strange reason. Okay. So this one, um, the soil will not perk. How do we know this? How do we know this for sure on seven and a half acres? I, I, I argue that all the time. I, I would not accept that. Yeah. Especially with all the houses around. There's two, everybody. Okay. So they just have to do a low to pressure system. Dirt street, but paved, no homeowner's convenience. 
Not sure how perk failure impact pricing. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that too. So it's really how did everybody else solve it? Call, I would honestly skip trace these people and mm. say, is your property perk thinking about buying? I'm buying the dirt down this. Oh my gosh, this look guy's at that. A consultation through direct home inspections, two doors down. He's so the one you call. For sure. That is common. These are mobile homes too, which is so it doesn't appear to have the slope issue that I originally thought. A lot of times you see when properties are all uh, developed and then there's two left that there's some kind of thing. We should put us at the end of the street. You could do that. Do you mind? At the, no, at the, if you go back out, zoom out a little bit. Yeah, you can go right at the end of the street. Yes, I can kind of get a feel for it. This looks great. Oh, yeah. Looks fantastic. Park of Shemar. Adjacent property to the south. Sold for 136 in 2006. Let's see what it's worth. 170. Right. And we're buying two pieces of dirt, 1,000 each. So 170 would warrant uh, 17,000. I think it's too much. Which is 10%. So do I. 45 is too much. It needs to be like 30. I was going to say 25 for both. Needs to be, uh, forget about this perk. Let's just assume that that's going to be not an issue. Mm -hmm. These properties you need to buy, especially now because home sales are, stuff's happening. Mm -hmm. It's slowing down. It needs to be 10% of adjacent feed and finished home values. By the way, that property we just looked at is on a four acre. Um, oh, it's so a similar size. When I think about it because they're both four. They're one's four and one's three and a half. South of that property we just analyzed, 34. Now it goes down. So this property needs to be 20 foot. Both of these combined probably 25,000. Again, really easy to- You, you know, know what? We're super, super easy to analyze these types of properties. You know what, Adrian? too? Look up the listing that she had. See, see if you could figure out what went on there or even ask her, like, what was it listed for kind of thing. It was listed and it didn't sell a while back. Mm. That's why. And then the person, she had it tested and it didn't perk. So it's nice of her to, you know, honestly convey what she knows and, yeah. and believes to be true. So yeah, I got to get some answers on this one. Answers and cheaper. Good job. Julie, you have something inspirational to share with us today, as if this I wasn't enough. I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I it know. Would, uh, qualify as inspirational today. You or me? All of us. Oh, you? Just, it's, you know. Well, I'm trying to be, no offense, I'm trying to be inspirational here. But, I'm not. I'm oh. intentionally saying. I know. The message I'm trying to deliver today, oh. if you're still listening, which you're probably not, is if you've succeeded, if you have succeeded at something in life really well, and you want to try something new and uh, enhance that, call us. You're welcome in the group. If you think this is your answer, uh, you know, because you're brand new and want and you want a side hustle, this is not your answer. Well, we just, I mean, I just hate that term. Yes, we can still help you if you're brand new and learning stuff. So that's that's not true. He's just kind of like this, you know, we just want to make sure that you know this is not Rolex and Ferrari land. That's not who, the kind of people we are. That's the bottom line. Can you afford those things? Yeah. I would prefer to put it into some property, but if that makes you happy, yeah. do it. That's just not who we are. Okay, so the thing, though, is... Um, can you can you roll back up there? Yeah, that's it. Um, my note was giving up too soon. I wish I had a canned reply. I wish there was some way I could pull people back because there's so many people that don't give this a good enough go and it just breaks my heart, you know? And you know who you are. There's people in Land Academy who've been here for years, mm -hmm. you know? And they, for, well, they're the right people and they know us and they appreciate us and they're here and they're growing. As we're growing, providing tools and resources, it's helping their business. So... Land Academy is not a 
it's not a learn learn to do this and then go off and just do it it's always evolving so and i want to make sure i get that point across here we've talked about this I'll, I'll share something we talked about in the kitchen the other day i said what if instead of the land academy 500 we were the land academy 100 because i think that would be cool what if we what if we scale this all down to just a hundred of our favorite people and you know and we just do these really amazing deals which is kind of what's happening i just don't call it that yeah so you know who you are yeah um but I keep Land Academy around 500 so I can work with the Land Academy 100, you know, and give everybody a shot at it. So my, my inspiration thing today is, look, if you don't give yourself two years of this, you didn't give it enough time. You really didn't. I think message sent. Thanks. What about you? What do you want to talk about? So I have, information uh, I'm going about the same topic in a different way. Uh, I, I learned recently about myself and I didn't fully understand that what I was doing to be uh, be successful, but I'm, it's becoming more clear now. My topic is uh, how to get to the top 1% of anything in life, you know, the 99th percentile. And so if, if you really think about who's in the 99th percentile of, let's say, professional golf, not going to happen. It's just not going to happen to you and it's not going to happen to me or the NBA. Those people are have some special thing that and with, coupled with some, I don't know what the recipe is to, to be at the top 1% of, of the NBA, but, but the vast majority of the people I've ever met, if not everybody, is just not going to happen. But you can get to the top 1% of wealth easily with the right uh with the right attitude and the right uh, execution of a plan and all of that stuff. It's not that much money. The top 1% of, uh, of the entire world having is, you know, like $5 million of net worth. That's crazy. That's, that's top that's, 1%? Yeah. Really? In the that's, world? Yeah. Very, 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 very attainable. Here's how. And here's the break point for people that, and it's along the lines of what we've been saying. When you start something out and you start down a funnel, let's say, and the funnel's real big at the top, and you start putting energy and capital and all kinds of stuff, and the funnel's getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and you're making um, more informed decisions, and you're getting a little bit smarter, and you have more experience, and then you keep, and you're testing stuff. Let's say you're sending a mailer out, uh, and it works or it doesn't work. And when you go, you're there at some point, in that funnel toward getting to the 1% or success of anything where it's not gonna, it's gonna stop working. It's not gonna happen overnight and it's, maybe it won't stop, but it's going to require change, adaptation, let's call it. When you stop and go back to the step where you think the adaptation or the things went a little bit sideways, or let's just call it changed. It required change, you probably missed it. You go back and try something else or add something to what you've already been doing successfully. In the mail situation, it's like, yep, North Carolina doesn't seem to be working for me anymore. I'm gonna go back to the basics of Land Academy, go back to Land Academy 3.0 or join a career path or bring it up on the Thursday call and say, I'm experiencing X, what do you guys suggest? Because I'm paying to be part of a group that is, you know, arguably, the, the top Brilliant. most exp expert group in buying and selling mid-range priced land in the in the country. In, in the fact, world. I know we are. I know we are. So in the world, 
And so you're utilizing the group that you join. You're gonna say it's not working. I'm gonna go back here and let's look at it. And every time this has happened, every single time, the I, I bet in the whole decade, that almost decade that you and I have been uh, instructing this, I bet 25 times this has happened where people ask and we solve it together. There's only four or five components to this. To get to the top 1% of whatever you're trying to do in life requires a selfless, egoless look in the mirror about, yeah, this isn't working like I thought anymore. Um, it's, it wasn't luck that it worked in the first place. I'm going to go back and circle back and apply the basics, try some new stuff. And if that doesn't work, am I going to get upset with myself and kick the dog? No. It doesn't mean that I suck. It just means that what maybe not was the best, uh, wasn't the best decision. I'm going to go back again and again and again. And somebody told me this recently and I looked cross-eyed at him and then I started thinking, that's exactly what we do. I don't go to tax auctions anymore. They still have them. It's just not the best way. I don't buy $5,000 property and sell it for $8,000 anymore. It's just not worth it. And next month and three months from now, if something's we aren't buying and selling the property that we want to or the numbers aren't where we want, Jill and I will get together probably over a couple of drinks, laugh about it and say, let's try Alaska. You know, it's funny about that. You just brought up that stop and go back point. That made me think of what I was talking about the other day with someone in our office. We were talking about, remember the days before we had our phones and before we had even the little Garmin on your dashboard? Remember how we used to get around? We had a good old fashioned book in California. It was the Thomas Guide. And you I've never heard this. Okay. So we, you'd have to, and I, I'm going from Garden Grove to Laguna Beach, right? Here's what do I do. I get out the Thomas guide and I start looking and you write down on a note piece of paper, all the steps that you need to go. I do this. And then again, the 133, and then I go here, I take that turn, you know, and you have to flip the page. So you'd have to sit and look at the book, flip while the pages. While you're in the driving, book. of course. No, 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 no. This is before you leave the house. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is, this is how used to go I'm I'm planning a trip with my friends to go to the beach today so I get out the Thomas guide and I sit down with a piece of paper and I look where we are I'm like I go down Brookhurst get on this you, some of you know what I'm talking about and um and I write down all the directions I'd go you know until I see this street and then I turn right and then I hop on is it a this. map or is it text it's a book Oh, the Thomas Guide's a book this thick, and it covered all of Orange County, you know, no, LA mean, County. It, does it have a map in there, or is it like oh, it's a turn, map. turn right at the stop No, it's a sign. map. It's a big map. It's a big map. You've never seen a Thomas Guide? No, you should never, get one. I've never heard of this, oh. and, I'm, and I'm in the land business. The Thomas Guide, is. this is how you get around, right? You get out the Thomas Guide and figure out where you're going. And you'd, anyway, you'd, you'd see the map, and then you run off the page of the map, and it says go to, you know, page whatever and you have to flip over to page 103 where it continues the map and that's how you learn where you churn and all that good stuff so the point is though i'd have my fancy i have my not fancy but i have my notes with all the steps well what would always happen sometimes i'm talking to my friends we're driving and i'm like oh oh i'm not seeing the street i'm watching for i think we passed it so what do you have to do you can't like regroup right there especially if you're a teenage girl this is the best i can do right here <laughs> like I, I i'm really good north south east west i don't know if i was good back back then but so we'd have to go back 
like we'd turn around, go back and find the street where we missed the turn, then make the turn and get back on track. Mm. So that reminded me of what you were saying here in Land Academy. It really is kind of like that. We're going to help you with all the steps and and we're right here. The difference is you can call us <laughs> and ask us in person on the Thursday calls like, uh, A, the step didn't make sense or B, I missed the turn. This is, I'm not doing something right here. Can you help me? Yeah. So I like your turnaround, go back, figure it out and come out again. And then you will reach your destination. We did reach sweet little Laguna Beach back then. Can't give up. It was funny. Um, now I got to go. I bet on Amazon I can get a Thomas guy. That would be kind of fun to just to <laughs> have the around. the one you use too. I want to see the one. Yeah, I'll get a, I'm going to go get one. So, um, or maybe on eBay. You know what? Someone's probably, there is someone right now with one on eBay that's been sitting under the seat in their mom's <laughs> station wagon <laughs> for, for 30 years. I want that one. It's got McDonald's french fried grease all oh red yeah all that. <laughs> it's warped <laughs> you know yeah oh all kinds of things have spilled under there yeah. <laughs> so that's so yeah i'm gonna go get one of those and I'll, I'll present that so that's really good hey anyway don't forget you can reach us for questions or help um just simply by sending a note to support at landacademy.com Join us next week, uh, Wednesday, for another interesting episode. You know what we do here? We buy land cheap and we sell it for more on the internet, usually a lot more. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.